0: Schadenfreude? Everybody must have screamed, Ah! He's a sung hero. A little pushy pushy. Are you back from listening to Stairway to Heaven twice? Now, those are just words I looked up on the internet. Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, starts now. Hi there. From the studio in Nitro, West Virginia, this is Unreasonable Doubt. It's a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. I'm Josh Witt. Let's talk about the guys playing for WVU basketball, the guys on the court. And let's talk about the social media team for WVU basketball. And what I want to say to them is take the loyalty picture. (laughs) And do it panoramic style. Because... I know this is a theme, but the transfer portal closed last week at the end of last week, and no new entries, no new WVU guys in the transfer portal. So the loyalty picture got way bigger. It's just ingrained in my brain that (laughs) grasping for straws, any silver lining, Probably more a dig at all the guys that left for the portal last year. Not the case this year. Seth Wilson, back. Kobe Johnson, back. And I've had people on this podcast trying to get a feel for were these guys going to stick around? Were they going to leave? And what I was getting was totally made sense. Yeah, I don't think either one of those guys are going to be there because the writing's on the wall. Both years recruiting guys that would play the same position as Seth and Kobe. But they're back. It doesn't matter. They're back. Uh, James O'Conquell back. So right there, you've got three guys on the roster next season that have been in the program for two seasons. Last year, in that loyalty picture, you had Kedrian Johnson, (laughs) who had been there for two years. And then the other guys were freshmen. And by the way, the loyalty picture is going to have three of those five guys. And it could only have four because Kedria Johnson ran out of eligibility. So only Jamel King disappears back to the future style, spoiler alert, from the loyalty picture. And then Josiah Harris back. One of two Josiahs is back. Pat Sumnick back. Mo Wage, back. Trey Mitchell back and Joe Toussaint back. And so if Jimmy Bell, Jamel King, and Josiah Davis, the guys who entered the transfer portal this offseason, none of them transferred to a big 12 team. So that's another win. So social media team, if you want to get two rows of guys, let's say you don't have a panoramic lens, just get, you know, like the, just get two rows guys, you know, one knee down, one knee up, however you want to do it you' you're the experts in, in taking pictures, but I definitely want to com- I want a comparison point. I want the loyalty picture this year compared to the loyalty picture last year because I like what I see. It's great. And I don't want to get ahead of myself and I've already done that by saying this. we have the opportunity with James, with Seth, with Kobe, This will be their third season at WVU. Could we have the first four straight years guy at WVU since Chase Harler and Logan Rout? Is that on the board? I didn't think that would ever happen again, (laughs) given the amount of transfer portal activity. It's in play. And of course I just ruined it, but maybe I didn't. Who's to say, you know, you know how many people in the world, when you think of it that way, me saying this into this microphone for this audience, which I appreciate, there's so many more people that aren't going to hear this and thus I can't jinx it. So boom. And that'd be exciting. And you know, uh, Ethan Bach for, uh, recent college graduate, Ethan Bach, friend of the show, Ethan Bach, he did the numbers. You know, this is something I felt like I had a corner on in the universe is trying to figure out the amount of uh, returning minutes and the percentage of returning points. Ethan Bach is on the job. Ethan Bach is getting it done, and he ran the numbers, and this 2023-2024 roster is bringing back 49% of the previous season's minutes, and 45% of the scoring from 2022-2023. And so when you hear those numbers, they're both below 50. So it's not – those numbers are going to blow you away and say, wow, that's a lot of continuity. But compared to last year, extreme continuity. I I, I feel like we're three or four times more continuity (laughs) – then the K. I I mean, it was under 20% in minutes and points. I mean, think about it. Last year's loyalty picture, that was the returning points and minutes. And it was James O'Conquo who played like two games and was out for most of the year with injury. Jamel King, garbage time. Seth and Kobe, limited minutes as a freshman. And Kedrian Johnson was the only guy with substantial minutes, and that was what was coming back. And this year, you've got a starter in Trey Mitchell, his production coming back, sixth man Joe Toussaint with his amount of time and points coming back, and then Seth, Kobe, James, Mo, all rotation guys. It's just in a way better situation. So 49% and 45% is that high in the scheme of things. For WVU, as far as returning points and minutes since 2007, it is not. It's still on the low end for both of those numbers. So not, but you just got to compare it year by year. And it's probably unfair to compare those numbers to 2010, as an example, because NIL, transfer portal, so much more flowing activity that it makes it darn near impossible to keep a guy for 4 years. And we had him at Matthews, we got 4 years with one sabbatical. <laughs> what a sabbatical. He went to his home state. But it makes it that much more amazing. So credit to all the guys. That's true loyalty. And not that it wasn't true loyalty last year, but when you have this amount of guys coming back, that is loyalty. And maybe it's uh, can't find a better situation. And I, that's that, that sounds negative, but it's not. Appreciating what you've got. Loyalty. And again, the numbers are low on this, but it's not as far as points and minutes coming back. But it's not like what's coming in doesn't have its own experience. You know, this is not KJ and Trucks senior year where you've got eight freshmen on the roster. This is not that. You've got... As of right now, five guys coming into the program with a combined 19 years of college basketball experience. That's a lot of experience. And it doesn't sound like West Virginia's done adding. All the guys that are plugged in and knows what's going on with the program, they're saying WVU's still reaching out to more guys. Yes, you can only have 13 scholarships. And yes, there's 13 scholarship guys on the roster. But you can have 15 on the roster. So two opportunities for walk-ons. You can't see my fingers. I'm air quoting walk-ons where, yes, they don't have a scholarship, uh, but they would be compensated in some way via NIL. And maybe that's just a recoup. Scholarship money, maybe it's more than that. It depends on who they get and how it works. It's all, I don't understand that part. I do understand that you can have 15 guys and they're still actively going for guys. And if so, they're actively going for guys in the transfer portal. And thus that brings more experience. And so then it's a, it's a way better situation than, than, 2011, than 20, what is it, 2011, 2012? Yeah, that's right. That's that's trucking KJ senior year. This is not that. Lots of guys with names, with programs, and just numbers that you look at and you say, uh, they've got a good chance to produce in their last year with WVU. So when you run back, so first of all, let's, let's run the 2023 loyalty picture. Let's do that. And then in planning for the 2024 loyalty picture, Will we have eight guys? Probably not. <laughs> Impossible right now. Impossible to have eight guys on the loyalty roster. Whoever you bring in for this 14th or 15th spot would have to have more than one year of eligibility to make that even possible. But, uh, science point to, that's very difficult. To that's If West Virginia does the loyalty picture this year, I would really appreciate that. If somehow they get... Eight guys again in the loyalty picture in 2024. That's the, and it's hard to rank royalty. It's not, it's not hard to rank royalty. The king is the king or the queen is the queen. But for loyalty, as far as ranking loyalty, if you bring eight guys back next year, that's the, that's the most loyal I would say a team could be in the year 2024. I'm just saying that Looking at the roster, it's encouraging to have this increase in continuity. Yes, there's gonna be still this learning curve of all these new guys coming into the fold. However, all these new guys this is not their first trip to uh to basketball town <laughs> what? <laughs> These guys are very experienced and in the learning curve, it's not gonna be as, as tough for these guys on paper than it would be guys who've only played one year, two years, or their first year. So there it's gonna be a learning curve, not as severe as maybe last year. And think that's the that's the other silver lining, is that last year's loyalty picture what I was what I would say is a low spot as far as where the program was at in the last few years, coming off a losing season and you're just holding on to a loyalty picture. But after the offseason, that team, the 2022-2023 team, made the NCAA tournament. So even that, you've got to feel better. Now, the variable this year is 14-team league in the Big 12. So what the schedule looks like, will that – Will that land in WVU's favor? (laughs) Will the Big 12, will you look at WVU's basketball schedule within conference and say the Big 12 cut WVU a break? (laughs) Who's to say? I mean, I I don't think my laugh is giving it away, but that's the variable. Scheduling-wise, I'm encouraged looking at the roster. And we're in a way better spot roster-wise this season compared to last season. Random thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt? Summer. It's in the air. And we're almost there. We're not quite in the summer, but we're really close. And so what does that mean sports-wise? It's a great time of the year for professional basketball, playoffs, NHL, playoffs, baseball, dog days of summer. People say that. WVU baseball having a fantastic season with a chance to win the Big 12 Conference in the regular season. That's that's very exciting. And I'm not jinxing anything by saying that's a possibility. And it's just nice for, I mean, for any WVU sports team to win a regular season championship. Don't have a lot of that in basketball in my lifetime. Zero times in the Big East, zero times in the Big 12. Football, zero times in the Big 12, zero times in the Big 12 championship game. So West Virginia baseball has a shot, and that's a summer sport. Baseball, another basketball thing that happens in the summer, the basketball tournament, affectionately known as TBT. Best Virginia, the West Virginia alumni team, and West Virginia adjacent. <laughs> West Virginia ties You can be on West Virginia, or you can just not have West Virginia ties at all. You can still be on West Virginia, but mostly alumni guys. They're coming back. Now, is it in Charleston, West Virginia at the Civic Center? It is not. Does that bum one person out? Yes, it does. Does that affect how one person can consume TBT? It absolutely does. Does that make it a six hour up and back to consume on site? games in Wheeling, West Virginia, July 25th through the 30th? It does. Will one person spend a night in Wheeling to cover TBT? Um, TBD. And that's a different acronym, but let's talk about TBT. Best Virginia, who's coming back? Kevin Jones. And we're close to two months out. Best Virginia, has Kevin Jones locked down Nate Adrian, who did not participate in 2022, but he is confirmed as in. So that's two. The third guy on the roster, Kedrian Johnson, first guy to join Best Virginia straight out of college. We know Kedrian finished his last year with WBU on a high note as far as scoring. Just really kept wvu in their game versus maryland in the ncaa tournament it'll be interesting to see how that translates playing against professional basketball players but excited to see ketrian johnson in the fold so that's three so looking at last year's roster john flowers gm role will he stay in the front office i think so I don't see him on the court. He's been retired a year from basketball. You would think John Flowers would have the announcement that he's participating on the court alongside Kevin Jones. It was not announced that way. So I am assuming John Flowers involved, just not on the court. What else? Uh, Jawan Staten, he was on the court last year. He is now a couple of years removed from professional basketball, getting into development and coaching in Ohio. I don't see him coming back. So you've got to account for two losses. Technically, that's been done with Nate Adrian and Kedrian Johnson. Some other questions. Jermaine Haley was a revelation last year. Can Best Virginia get him back to Best Virginia to run it back? Jamel Morris, three, can he make it three summers in a row with TBT? Other guys who have participated multiple times, Trayvon, not Trey. there's no R there, Tavon, Jayshon, will they be involved? Tanner McGrew, does he run it back? Uh, my guy from West Virginia Tech, will he be back on the roster? Undetermined, lots of questions that will be answered in the next few weeks. Listen to the final forecast podcast. They're going to interview guys that are being added to the roster. Follow them on social media. You can stay up to date on who they're adding. But let's just let's let our minds wander here. Does Tariq Phillip, fan favorite Tariq Phillip, will he get back in the fold? Eric Stevenson, can he be New Blood as well? MM Matthews, New Blood. Here's where we get into maybe some. I I don't say that they're not fan favorites, but I just, outside chance, definitely West Virginia ties for these guys. Sean McNeil, spent most of his time at WVU. Last year at Ohio State, what's he up to? Will he get a call? Will Derek Culver get a call? Does he still play basketball? Can't imagine he's not playing basketball somewhere. What about him? Uh, College graduate, Spencer Mackey. Maybe he's available. Jordan McCabe. Now, Jordan McCabe, two seasons with UNLV, but he's out of uh, out of college eligibility. Would he be interested? And will he get the call? This is a very controversial person, but what about Oscar Shibwe? <laughs> will Oscar get the call to come to Best Virginia this summer? Is everybody sitting down, is 2024 the year of Issa Ahmad? Issa Ahmad comeback special. Issa Ahmad in a leather jacket and a guitar just on the court by himself. Is it? I'm, so, I'm such an old person. Issa Ahmad, will he come back? We'll all find out together and we'll find out soon. Again, July 25th through the 30th in Wheeling, West Virginia, which is not the Charleston Civic Center. But I'm excited to see who is in the fold this season. Speaking of in the fold, are you on the Twitter? Are you still on the Twitter? I'm on the Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at I'm Josh Witt, at I M J O S H W H I T T. Post information about the show, post Things about WVU basketball, other things. Check that out. Also, unreasonable doubt under the Smoking Musket umbrella. So go to smokingmusket.com. Follow the Smoking Musket on Twitter at Smoking Musket. Listen to West by Pod, another Smoking Musket podcast with Jordan and Joel. Do those things. Twitter. Another summer thing is conference realignment talk, and it's getting wacky. You got the Pac-12 trying to figure out: can I get CW money? Can we get? Can we get close to Big Twelve money? That's the game that the Pac-12 is playing, and uh, that's that's very interesting, isn't it? And there's lots of uh, hey. The Big 12 commissioners talking to certain schools in the Pac 12, and Pac 12 schools are saying we're not talking to anybody. Don't believe anything. When it happens, it happens, and everybody gets told. Outside of that, um, don't pay attention. <laughs> like it just everybody's talking. It's kind of like leading up to the NFL draft and the NBA draft. Hey, I'm hearing this. It's all it's not official until it is. But that's been That's been the lead story on conference realignment is, hey, Pac-12 is trying to get some CW money. That's been the leading realignment thing. And then this Magnificent Seven tweet comes out. (laughs) (laughs) The Magnificent Seven. Clemson, Florida State, Miami, UNC, North Carolina State, Virginia, Virginia Tech. Those schools out of the Atlantic Coast Conference are are lawyering up, trying to figure out how they get out of their media rights deal to get more money because the ACC played the long game and had stability as far as their, their TV money, but they're seeing these new deals come in and they're getting lapped and they're getting left behind and schools are not happy about it, including... This is so strange. And I, I mean, I believe the reporting, but Virginia Tech, and I said, don't believe anything until it happens. But I'm believing this just because it's funny. Would you believe that Virginia Tech and Miami want to jump ship on a conference? <laughs> that doesn't sound like them. I Look, just Google that. Figure out, have they done this before? Miami and Virginia Tech? It just... I saw that as like, those two can't be right. That's not something that they would do. But somehow, I mean, a scenario is in play here. This summer, where they figure out how to – there's 15 schools in the ACC. If they can get another school on board with, hey, let's end the conference, I guess if they end the conference, that may help get them out of their TV deal if there's not a conference. Now, that'd be crazy because there's – there's an ACC network. If you have a network, why would you want to disband? But oh, I, the answer is money. But that's, isn't that wild? That's weird, wild stuff. I mean, uh, I just hope it, all of those schools land on their feet. And what does that do for WVU, where all of these Eastern time zone teams are in flux? You know, I'm familiar with a lot of these names. How oh, is Duke not in the Magnificent Seven? I mean, Duke, uh, people would tell you that Duke is magnificent. Oh, speaking of network, Texas is WVU baseball's final series to determine if they can get a Big 12 regular season championship. That's on the Longhorn network. That's, uh, of course, West Virginia has a chance to (laughs) to play for a regular season championship, and it's on – and it's on the Longhorn Network, so we do wish Texas and their school and their athletic department the best in their future endeavors. It won't be in the Big Twelve much longer, but that's um, that's what that is now, and that's dumb. Let's all agree that that's dumb, and let's all agree that the Longhorn Network is dumb. I mean, you don't have to agree with me. I, one person's opinion, the Longhorn Network. And I know this is a strong take. It's dumb. But there's just a whole. This is not coming out of left field conference realignment talk. This is actual. And maybe, you know, probably the easiest thing that happens is that the Pac 12, who are now 10, add a couple of schools, wish. USC and UCLA, the best in their future endeavors, get whatever TV deal they can get that, that kind of stinks, but it still has continuity with, and having a bit of PAC 12 and you, and you keep fighting the good fight until you can't. That's probably the most likely scenario, this ACC stuff. It's wild to think that there's a possibility that there wouldn't be an Atlantic coast conference in what if it's you know there was wacky magnificent seven schools and they're not all going to stay together they're just all in the boat of can we all just get more money so then they all disperse to various conferences and then you've got what kind of money is for those schools and the hateful eight that gets left out i mean it's it's the hateful eight because that's a movie and that's a thing i've never heard magnificent seven uh, and who determined that those schools were magnificent it's just such a it's such a fantastic name and also a where they get that name from because and, and maybe it's like a 1930 silent film. I'm not familiar with Magnificent Seven. Think about who's in the Hateful Eight or lots of friends that, that West Virginia is familiar with. Notre Dame is technically part of the Hateful Eight. I think they're going to land on their feet. But that is that is weird, wild stuff that I again you don't believe it until it happens but for that to be reported that's a big swing and of course at the ACC meetings the, the what the people are saying is like oh, you know we're all in this together and because <laughs> that's what you say until you're not all in it together right that's that's how that works this stuff is not coming out of left field this time this this round of realignment and I believe there's going to be, pieces that move, and way more than usual, it's not coming out of nowhere this time. I don't know if that's good or bad, but to say, you know what, we'll just keep it like this for a while, uh, that can't be the case until everything settles, and we're not there yet. Everything hasn't settled. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on all the platforms, or just pick one. Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Overcast Podcasts, YouTube Until next time, I'm Josh Witt. This has been Unreasonable Doubt. Dan Dockich, in his career coaching WVU basketball, he has zero wins and he has zero losses.